Hello everyone. My name is Godwin Henry and um, you're welcome to this episode of the Alumni Transition Series. It's a very special series for alum, for fellows and alumni of Teach for Nigeria. And uh, I'm excited to be doing this. And I know for some of you, you'd be asking, why alumni transition series? So we we all know that um, the Teach for Nigeria Fellowship experience is one of the most amazing experience one can ever have, um, but it's limited to a two-year period, which means after the two years, you have to transition as from being a fellow and continue along a career path. Um, this might be, you might decide to stay in the education space or for a number of people move to other um, space. However, one thing remains that in transitioning, there are specific steps you need to take. There are things you need to know. And over time, as a fellow, you are faced in this um, value of indecision. So we curated this series to fill that gap. So um, really, this series is a peer learning experience. So we'll be having alumni come in to discuss decisions they had to take, practical steps they took that helped them transition effectively. And um, today, on this first episode among many that we'll be having, we'll be exploring the topic, leveraging your fellowship experience to seek scholarship opportunities. And um, we have an amazing person with us that is a friend of mine, a very good friend, and uh, I can also say he's a brother. Uh, there's no one better suited for this topic than he is. I know I've been speaking and you are not, you do not tune in today to listen to only me talk. So I'll let our guest introduce himself and we'll dive right into it. Thank you, um, Godwin, for that uh, wonderful introduction. <laughs> To say that I'm the best person seated to do this. Um, I hope. <laughs> yes, my name is Okanda Ubunda, and um, I'm an alumnus of Teach for Nigeria. I'm currently um, a graduate student at the University of Aberdeen, where I've studied for a master's in immunology and immunotherapy. Thank you, Godwin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was hoping you'd start reeling some of your accolades. We know you're a man with many sides. <laughs> uh, um, okay, let's... I don't, I, don't, I don't know about accolades, but um, <laughs> I'll just wait for you to do the question in a while, <laughs> while okay. I respond as we go along. Okay. So, um, going now back to the beginning, like that is your time in the fellowship, how would you... Like, tell us more about your fellowship experience with Teach for Nigeria. Uh, it was, it was, it was an amazing time. It was, mm. it was an insightful time. I mean, it was two years of immersing oneself into into the teaching experience, into mm. underserved communities, and seeing what it means to what it means to lead from the front. For me, if there's one thing I took from the from my fellowship is the fact that teachers are important you know sure, um, sure. teachers are really really important we need um, teachers to we need teachers to step up um, 
we need teachers who who see their jobs not only as what they are doing in the classrooms but also what they can do in the community so for me it was an experience of um it was an experience of just realizing that we need to support teachers teachers are powerful um they, they they hold a lot of power so we need to support them we need to support them to do the work they are doing in the classroom we need to support them to do the work they are doing um in their communities and it was it was it was a two-way it was a two-way development in terms of what i got out of the fellowship so i was able to i was able to dispatch my my duties as a fellow but in the same way i was also blessed by I was also blessed by the kids in my classroom and the community. Wow. wow. So I, I think I can really relate to some of the things you said, especially on um, the importance of teachers. Most times we just want to design solutions without taking into consideration the important roles that teachers play in our educational system. I think that, that was a great one. So um, moving ahead now, so you've told us some of the things that you did, how your experience was. Well, why did you really join Teach for Nigeria? Why did you sign up for the fellowship program? Um, I joined Teach for Nigeria to, 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 to make a difference. I mean, for two things, really. Make a difference is one of those reasons. And the second reason is to, to develop and enhance my um, teaching capabilities. Um, so I'll just, I'll just elaborate a bit more on the first one. So I had finished my uh, bachelor's degree in the UK in 2014, and then I was back in Nigeria. I was um, working at the military hospital, and I realized that I was constantly complaining about the, the state of things in Nigeria. I was <laughs> constantly, I was constantly complaining. I was upset all the time about um, the fact that, we, as a country, we're not moving at the pace we we're supposed to be moving at, and. When I saw the Teach for Nigeria um, advert, it, it was just it was just the it was just the best opportunity to make a difference as far as I was concerned. Um, I've always held the view that education is the single most important tool to drive um, transformation of any society, including Nigeria. And um, it was it was a perfect opportunity for me to come in and be the change, to come in and join like minds who are trying to drive the development of the Nigerian society. So it was it was it was a no brainer. Uh, when I saw the advert it was it was as if I'd seen something that was still on it for me. This is this is what <laughs> I was looking for the whole time without knowing that this is what I was looking for, if you get what I mean. <laughs> yeah I do. So 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 that was um, that was that that's that's that that's one reason. The second reason is that um, I wanted to test my teaching teaching capability. When in in in, 20, in 2014, after I went for I went for service, and you know how you get your letters of uh, your letters to for your primary place of assignment, mm-hmm. and I got mine, the PPA, I got mine, and others, other friends of mine got theirs, and they were crying <laughs> that they were posted to teach, and I was crying <laughs> that I was posted to a hospital because I actually wanted, to <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted to teach. The, the, the irony of it, you know, while others were crying for one thing, what they were crying for was actually what I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to teach, but I wasn't. I, I didn't have the opportunity to. Uh, I didn't get the opportunity to teach. Um, and if I mean, looking back now, in retrospect, what I could have done was to actually switch, you know, for a teaching placement. But it didn't occur to me at the time. Um, so 
um, I actually I've actually loved teaching. Um, I thought the NYC experience would have been the best would have been the best time to actually test my abilities. But um, once the Teach for Nigeria Fellowship, once I saw the Teach for Nigeria ad as well, I was like, oh, this is this is a wonderful opportunity um, to do what I love to to also enhance enhance whatever skill I have there um, as a boarding teacher. And I still want to teach, so it's 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 an experience. The fellowship experience is one that has built that portfolio of um of, of of teaching for me and continues to do so. So so those are the two key reasons why I joined the fellowship. Really, really, really interesting reasons. Interesting. So if if I'm to ask you now, if in one word, how would you describe your entire experience, the entire two years? You have to put it in one word. What would that word be? Mm. Transformational. Transformational. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not. I'm trying to have just one word. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, the, the thing with this question is that a lot of the time when they ask you for one word, <laughs> you, you you give two, three words if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> Those um, words with hyphens in between, complex uh, words. <laughs> I know, I know. It was, it was transformational. It was transformational. Very transformational mm. for me. Okay. Okay. So thank you so much so far. I think you've um, given a bit of light into how your fellowship experience was. So coming now into your present, I know you mentioned this earlier, but just to for the benefit of those that probably did not catch it then. What are you doing presently? Ah, presently, I'm doing my master's in immunology and immunotherapy at the, at the University of Aberdeen. Um, so, I mean, before now, a lot of the time when I tell people that I'm studying for a master's in immunology, they go, what? Do you mean criminology? I said, no, immunology. They say, what? What's immunology? But thanks to COVID-19, no one is asking me about immunology anymore because a lot of people now understand the power of the immune system. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm doing currently. I'm, I'm studying for a master's in immunology and immunotherapy. Interesting um, course combination, if I must say. So now, looking at your master's program now, can you just tell us about your journey on the program, how you got to where you are. Did you get a scholarship? If you got a scholarship, how did you get this scholarship? Just fill us in. Would like to know. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. I did. I did. I did get a scholarship. I I secured the NLNG Nigerian Liquefied Natural Gas um, Scholarship. Um, but. But but I made <laughs> I made I made series of applications. It wasn't just that one. I made I think I think I made five applications in total. Uh, For the NLNG scholarship alone? No 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 no. Several scholarships, different scholarships. Oh, okay. I, I I applied to Commonwealth. I applied to Chevening to PTDF, uh, and then there was NLNG. I uh, so I apply I applied to series of um, scholarship scholarship um, schemes. Um, and it was it was it was an amazing journey. I mean, I can look back now in retrospect and say it was an amazing <laughs> journey, but it didn't feel like it at the time because um, um, out of all the scholarships I applied for, I only got the I was only able to, to secure the NLNG 
um, scholarship. I mean, scholarships are quite competitive. I, mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate to, I was fortunate to get to the interview stage of every single um, scholarship I applied to. Um, wow! And, and, and I think that was phenomenal. <laughs> it's it's both it's both a feat and and um, so, so it's a double edged sword because you're happy that you've gotten that far, but then when you don't get it, you're like, oh, why did I come this yeah, far yeah, to just yeah. this way? <laughs> so it would have been like I would have I would have um, dealt better with this disappointment if the news had come a bit earlier. But um, <laughs> but but in retrospect, I think that every single one um, I didn't get prepared me for the one I did get. Um, because the experience is quite cumulative, it's quite cumulative. You you learn, you know, you learn from what you the mistakes you made in the previous application, and then improve on this on the subsequent one. Um, so, I mean, you asked the question about how I how I was able to uh, to secure the scholarship that I did. Um, a lot of research. So I, I I I knew I wanted to do a master's in immunology and immunotherapy. I I love immunology. I love to study the immune system. Um, so I can sit here all day and talk about the immune system. It's something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something I love speaking about. So I'm tr- I'm trying as much as I can not to do that. Um, <laughs> but but I research I research um, I research the the units um, and then after researching the the units for interested courses, I then the, the first thing you want to do is to is to know what you want to study and then to secure admission. Um, so there are people who think who, who who would argue that okay you need to get an admission before you secure you need to get the scholarship before you secure admission. Um, but for me, I think it's easier once you have um, once you have a place at a particular university or several universities, so that when you apply for funding, you are able to say, I have uh, I have a place in S Y Z university. You know, I have, a, I have a place in XYZ University, and then it's easier for the funding body to take you serious. Um, so I, I, I held, I held offers from, I held offers from um, University of Aberdeen, University of Glasgow, um, Imperial College London. Um, um, yeah, those are the three that come to my that, that come to my mind. But I knew at the time, as of 2000. 17 i had a few offers and then i started sourcing for admission i started sourcing for not admission for funding sorry um so that's that's and that's the that's the that's the tricky step but what i would say is know what you want to study i'll break it down into three steps know what you want to study um apply and secure admission and then source for funding um source for funding there are lots of them um, there are lots of websites, there are lots of um, applications, there are lots of um, platforms that share funding opportunities. And uh, if you have to apply to two, three, please do it. Um, and a lot of the time, you might not even have to apply to two or three or three. The first one you apply to can just give you the can just give you the funding that you need. So that was um, that was what I did. Wow, really, really a journey you've gone through. And I can, I can understand the getting to the last lap, and then you hear the an answer you are not looking out for. Oh, How demoralizing it, that! Ah, uh, it, it, it is demoralizing. Um, it's demoralizing. But the beauty of it is, once you get that yes, then it's 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 an even bigger celebration. You know, like the celebration makes more sense because 
you are you don't take it for granted <laughs> you know you don't take it for granted your your shout of joy would 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 be louder <laughs> okay so i must really commend you for the resilience you displayed in the process though it's it's really um motivating to a lot of people out there now uh, going back to the answer you gave us um you made mention of the fact that you got some offers way back 2017 and i know that was when you were still in the fellowship so were you deferring these offers up to 2019 how did you handle that process or were you reapplying afresh um no i deferred i deferred my offers um i deferred my offers for um, some of the some of the universities, uh, I think one of them I had to apply afresh because you can only defer for two years. You can only defer twice. Um, I, I tried deferring the third time and they and they said I have to apply afresh. But the fact that they they give you you're able to secure an admission, they, they offered you a place in the first place means that even if you have to apply afresh, um, it's it's easier. It's easier because. Um, I mean, they've offered the admission before. Only if maybe there are, there are limited places, then you might run into issues. But but um, otherwise, it should be straightforward. So I did I did defer most of my most of my offers, um, and then and then once that once once I was coming to the end of my fellowship, I I then I then started um, 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 uh, seeking for funding and then putting them into perspective again. So I think that is really vital because for a lot of people out there, especially fellows who might be interested in um, having an advanced degree, they really don't know that you can defer this um, admission that you've gotten for a while. And I think that affects oh, some of them in, oh, in the application Oh, yes, you process. can. You can. You can definitely defer. You can definitely defer your even when even when um, it's not explicitly stated on their admission site just shoot them an email send an email and say um, i have this offer and i won't be able to take up studies by this time um, can i defer and usually they'll say yes they don't usually they'll say they'll they'll say they'll say yes so you can always you can always defer that's great that's great so now i'd like to ask you if, um, to me, I'll say it's a very important question. So you decided to go for an advanced degree immediately after the fellowship. You didn't waste time to want to walk or want to do anything. You went for it immediately after the fellowship. Why did you make the decision? Mm, that's an interesting question. I um, it was an interesting. It's an interesting question because, I mean. I'll try to answer it in, in two or three parts. Um, <laughs> the, the first, the first one is that I, I love, um, I love medical research. I love um, medical science. So I wanted to, I really wanted to um, study study for a degree in immunology. I I wanted to do it um, as soon as I wanted to do it as soon as I as I could, um, and then. The, the the second part of the second answer I have is the second part of this um, second part answer to this question is that um, I was able to I was able to decipher during my teaching fellowship I mean 
I was able to, I had enough time, had the time to like, um, I had the time to consider what I wanted to do. And I saw myself in that intersection between medical research, teaching and social innovation. And a master's was a key step or a master's is a key step to like achieving this um, 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 this intersection. So if I wanted to go into medical research, I wanted to teach and I wanted to do social innovation. Um, I, I saw a master's as something that would further enhance um, this vision of mine. Um, and, 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 the, and the third answer basically is that my, my partner was in the my partner was in the UK, so uh, that was a very that's a, that was a very key reason. As well your partner, you've not it's not clear. My partner, your business partner. My oh no, not my business partner. I thought you oh. I thought you go what I was trying to say. My girlfriend, who's now my fiance. Oh, uh, she, oh she's congrats on that. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> my partner, who's now my fiance, um, she's um, she she's in the she's in the UK. Um, she was in the UK. She uh, she's studying for her PhD. So it was it was it was a no-brainer for me. For me, it was it was um, one of those ones where, regardless of how I wanted to think about it, it was just it was just the right thing to do. Whether it's hitting into my big picture, whether it's um, trying to whether it's trying to like stabilize um, my relationship and, and and the family I was trying to build, um, whether it's trying to like enhance. Um, enhance a skill or like a, a passion I have for medical research and immunology it was just it was just it was just fitting it was fitting all <laughs> every step of the way so you know, ticking so it all just, boxes it was tick, it was ticking all boxes I think that's the right that's the right phrase <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 um moving back to I was, I was um, going to ask you when you started applying but you had already told us when you started the main um, applying to the schools and when you started applying for funding. I want to ask you now in specific terms. So um, you've mentioned how you applied for five scholarships and got to the um, the interview stage, which is like the final stage for all five. And it's, it's, it's a rare and a really amazing feat. And you're able to get one. So I, I remember seeing a post of yours the other day where you were writing about your evening um, interview. So I want you to tell the uh, people listening what were those specific things that you did that one enabled you to excel, and also some of the things that you think cost you getting funding from those other four um, funding opportunities um you know this this is a very this is a very this is a very interesting question because, <laughs> i mean you know you know how you know how when you're asked this question you have to you have to you have to you have to try to be specific like you said but for the truth mm. of the matter is that i was i was um, on one hand i was fortunate on one hand, I was fortunate because you have thousands of people applying for these uh, for these scholarships, and the fact that you make it far is um, is both testament of your of what what they see in you, but it's also just good fortune because um, a lot of people who apply for these um, for these opportunities are also very talented, just like you are. 
Um, but then, on the other hand, it's um, thorough research as well. So I thoroughly researched the scholarships I was applying for. I knew I knew what the criteria were, and I set out to achieve and obtain them. So I knew what I knew what each particular scholarship scheme wanted a candidate to um, to have. Um, so, for example, I would, I would I would use the Shivlin for example. Shivlin mm-hmm. wanted people to display their leadership capabilities. Um, Shivlin wanted um, candidates to display networking, um, to be able to tell how they how they were able to network, and um, to talk about their future career, to talk about their future career plans and why they chose particular universities. So, you have to be deliberate about sharing your story. You have to be deliberate about how. Um, how you harness the experiences you've had to tell a compelling story, and uh, every every fellow of Teach for Nigeria is a leader, and that was one of the examples mm. I used on my. That was one of the examples I used on my scholarship application. I talked about how. Uh, so usually, usually when you read, because I go, on, I went online before I applied, and I I googled Shivening um, interviews. Not interview, mm-hmm. shivening um, applications, shivening essays. Yes, yes, that's the word. So shivening essays, and then I saw loads of essays. I saw people doing amazing things. People, you know, loads and loads of amazing and <laughs> people in, intimidating. Of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> like intimidating, intimidating um, uh, 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 um, um, portfolios, and, and I mm-hmm. thought to myself, okay, I'm I'm here teaching teaching um, <laughs> here to the primary or the self school, but then. It occurred to me that that's that's my story, and I have to mm. tell it. Um, the, the thing is, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, um, no one has a better a better story than you. It's True. just how you tell it. That's one thing I've come to realize a lot of the time. It's how you coin that story. It's how you choose to tell that story. I mean, someone if I if I share my shipping application with anyone. They might look at it and say, "Oh, I've done this. I've done that. I've done. Why did they invite me for interview? Did they invite me?" <laughs> but the thing is, how you choose to tell that story. So I told the story of how uh, I was a teacher in an undeserved school, and I was leading. <laughs> I was leading fifty-seven pupils. That was my leadership. That was my leadership example. <laughs> I gave wow. the example of how I was leading, you know, fifty-seven pupils, <laughs> and how I led them from a literacy rate of thirty percent. To a literacy rate of over ninety percent, you know. I talked about how I was able to uh, collaborate and network with other people to build a library in the school where I was teaching. I talked about how I was able to uh, network and start a press club in my in my school. And a lot of fellows have even done more than these things that I've done. Mm, true. It's about how it's about how you can um, it's about how you can tell your story in a compelling way. So, so that's one, and I mean another thing. Chivney wanted was was networking. All TFN fellows have networked. You cannot be a TFN fellow without networking. So, like, <laughs> so, 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 the experiences are there. It's how you. It's when you reflect, when you come down to reflect, you see that you have these experiences, you know. And um, and another thing though is that. I, I I would say I am fortunate to be a a, a good writer. I would say um, so. It was it was a bit um, 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 what's the word? Would I say easier? It was a bit easier um, to sort of to sort of put 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 my thoughts in writing and put what I wanted to say in writing. 
So while 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 we say to while we say to prospective um, um, scholarship applicants or enthusiasts is to um, if if you're not confident of your writing, I would say share whatever you've written with with someone you think is a is a is a good writer and and then um, tell your story in a compelling way. Another example I would um, I would also share is um, the story of um, uh, my NLNG scholarship. So NLNG wants you to have an IELTS of um, an IELTS result of eight point zero. That's the minimum they want. Wow. So IELTS on the that it is really high. It is really <laughs> high. Um, so and it's 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 um. But then but then the point I'm trying to make is you have to know this is what they want and you have to set out very um, immediately to achieve this particular criteria uh, scholarships are very competitive so if even if you have a 7.5 or a 7.0 i mean i don't know i don't know if they consider people who have got 7.5 or 7.0 but i know that um, there's just there's just 12 is it 12 or 11 of us currently on the other language scholarship and every single person I know had the, had an 8.2 or above. So you have to you have to understand that this is the criteria that the scheme has set, and you have to set out to accomplish or get this particular criteria. Um, because because of how competitive these scholarships are, um, they don't have the patience to to look at people who fall below the criteria that they've stated or they've actually um, put out that they want. So that's something to keep in mind. And um, um, I another thing was I got people who I got people who I trusted to help me review my scholarship essays. Uh, so I had um, two two people who um, I would share my scholarship essays with, and I would and I would ask them to help me review each time. And they were they were more than they were more than willing, and, and I owe them I owe them um, the utmost thanks. Uh, so that was that's that's how I think I ex- I excelled um, basically. Good fortune, <laughs> research, <laughs> and um, <laughs> good fortune, research, and then um, setting out to, to obtain the criteria that the scholarship schemes have actually required. So I think you've you've just you've spoken extensively on that, and we can't um, overemphasize the need for research, and especially when you finish researching, telling compelling stories. We all have stories, but most times we we don't know how to share these stories I think is a skill every fellow needs to start picking up especially for those who want to get um, an advanced degree and also earn scholarships in that process so now you've spoken about how you excel going back a bit now what were some of those little mistakes you'd say if I'd done this better I think I should have gotten one of those other four also and I would have been spoiled for choice. Hmm. Um. Uh, I, okay. So I'll talk about. I'll talk about. Um, just I'll, I'll talk about one or two of them. So okay. one is one is one is my shivening and um, my shivening scholarship. And I mean, I would like to say. <laughs> I would like to say this is the I would like to say this is the reason, but then okay. but then again we because I'm not be so I'm, sure exactly I cannot be so sure because I'm not the assessor. <laughs> I'm only I was only an applicant. Um, I mean, Shivinen wants you to Shivinen wants you to have um, experience in the field you're going into, and I wanted to study immunology, 
and immunotherapy. And I just finished, I was concluding uh, a fellowship in education and teaching. <laughs> so, um, my, my, um, my, um, what's it called? Your career. My essays, my essays, my essays were okay. My essays were fine. And then when I got to the interview, and I was sharing because basically the interview is just an extension of the essays we've written. <laughs> and you have two people in the panel and they sit down and they ask you questions about um, the essays that you've, that you've written. And my examples and my sharing, everything I was talking about was teaching, was kids, was school use, education, you know. And uh, one of the questions the panelists asked me, the, interview, the interviewers asked me was, he just he smiled at some point and said, "I really think you should go into education." <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so I think I looking back now, I think that um, uh, I think that they didn't think I had enough experience. One, I think that they didn't think I had en- enough experience to go into um, immunology and immunotherapy because all I had prior to my interview was. Uh, my degree, which is a medical science-based um, degree, and I had um, experiences that I had um, done before beforehand. But interestingly, I wasn't even sharing ab- about my experiences because I also had leadership opportunities while I was at university. I was international student representative. I was a um, president of of his, uh, of his student um, society. I had I had those leadership experiences, but I wasn't sharing those because I felt they were too far back. Um, and I didn't want to share them. So, um, so I would, I, would, I would say, if you want to apply for the Shaveness Scholarship, for example, um, I would say, um, if you if you if you are applying for an education course, an education degree, you are better placed. And I know a lot of I know a lot of fellows who still want to do something in education. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, I would say, you are in a very good place. But even when you are not applying for a degree in education, the mistake I made was not tying what I was, not tying um, my fellowship experience to my email. There was, there was a sort of disconnect between my teaching experience and um, the, the fact that I wanted to go into immunology and immunotherapy, if you get what I mean. So I would I say, do. exactly. So if you want to, if you want to go into social entrepreneurship or you want to go into um, law whatever field you want to go into find a way to tie your fellowship experience into it you know let's let like don't allow them to don't allow them to exist in isolation you know let them not exist like as two independent entities so tie them in find a way to rope that experience that you have in education (laughs) into what you want to do going forward so I think um I think that was that was um, that was the that was looking back. I think that was one one um, I would say would I say mistake or error um, that I that I made. Um, if if I if I if I could go back in time, what I'll do is to is to I would I would, I would, I would have my interview differently. I'll talk about you know I'll talk about how I want to how I want to um, the fact that I've been in education this past two years has made me realize the inequities that exist in health and as an immunologist as an immunotherapist i am going to you know be advancing i'm going to be advancing medical research and by so doing bridging that gap you know in health that people in education face and then tie 
time my time my health um, future perspective uh, my health future advancement with the with the education experience that I've had so you know let let there be a connect tell a story I mean let the connect connect the dots connect the dots you know um, connect the dots that's what I would say Wow, I'm already blown away. Like if I had a scholarship fund right now, I'm sure I would have given you one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. So thank you, thank you so much, Okanda. You your insights have been have been phenomenal. Um, I would, in retrospect, now would you say the Teach for Nigeria Fellowship experience played a significant role? in this scholarship that you finally got um, or in this your scholarship uh, journey generally i'll say i'll say indirectly i'll say indirectly because um i'll say indirectly because i mean if i had gotten the shivering scholarship i would definitely say directly <laughs> but okay. uh, because the nlng scholarship i got didn't it didn't hinge on it didn't hinge on my teaching experience or my experience in the classroom you know it didn't hinge on my it was more to do with um, it was more to do with my career aspirations and what I wanted to achieve and how I was going to develop the, I was how I was going to help develop the Nigerian society afterwards um, by saying directly because I know that I developed a lot of discipline during my fellowship um, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're a teacher and you have to write lesson notes, I, mean, I don't have to. I don't have to tell teachers about this. You know all about this. You know, when you have to write lesson notes, you know the amount of discipline you have to develop to to write those every single every single weekend, like I like I did, and like most of us did. We 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 we, we write our lesson notes during the weekend. So during the weekdays, we don't have to write anything anymore, unless we have to maybe just push it up a little bit based on uh, based on the outcomes we've seen in the classroom. So I developed a lot of discipline. I another thing though um, was that I I was going to the school library on some evenings to study. Um, so my partner and, and I, Choma Ho, we we were able to um, build a library in our school, which was mm-hmm. which was something that um, um, we were we were really we really wanted to do, and we we're happy that we we're able to do it as as fellows. Um, so the library was there. So every evening I would go there to to, to study. Or on some evenings when uh, on on some evenings when I had my scholarship um, applications to me, I would go there. So it provided a safe space. Um, it provided a wonderful space for me to just um, do my work. Um, so so indirectly, yes, the fellowship did contribute. Uh, another thing was I was blessed to have. Um, um, mentors and, and a good support system in the in persons of um, Ahmed Alaga and Choma Fakore. They 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 wrote me um, they wrote me they wrote me references and they were always they were always willing. I I know that a few times <laughs> I would um, I would I would I would say, oh I need another reference. You know I need another reference. Please can you write me a reference? And they never complained. They just readily they just readily wrote it for me, which is also something I would urge fellows to do. Um, so if if you fellow, even if you're not doing a scholarship, um, even if you're not doing a scholarship um, application, I would say get these references from from people who you've worked with, because references matter. I remember when I told a colleague of mine that um, I had a reference from, I had references from 
teach for Nigeria staff that we'd worked with and, and she was surprised. Uh, she didn't know that it was something one could obtain but I mean a lot of the time you don't know until you ask and these True. things are very these things are very easy to obtain. Um, you know, there are there, there are references from people you know you personally worked with who are not going to write a generic uh, a generic reference for you because that's another thing that um, that's another thing I feel to mention. References are very important in scholarship applications, and when you are when you are asked to provide references, please do not go to people who do not go to people who are going to write generic references like oh Akanda is a wonderful young man he, he is he's a very good person he's no 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 you want people who are able to who know what you've done and are able to also complement those complement those things so for example a reference of Akanda is a very good uh, Akanda is a very good fellow he's very wonderful those those are not those are not great those are not great references you want a reference that says um, I have known Okanda for the past two years and during this time Okanda was able to exhibit his leadership capabilities by leading kids in XYZ. Okanda was able to show time management and communication and collaboration by leading an initiative during the 2017 Summer Institute. Okanda was able so you want specific examples you know to back up those things that they are saying otherwise their are claims are as good as anyone's, anyone's claim you know so <laughs> That's something that's something to keep in mind. And when they write these references and they don't use specifics, just kindly, politely say, I'm sorry, sir, I would like I would like to see XYZ in my reference and I would really appreciate if you can include them. I mean those are things you've done, so it, mm-hmm. it's not like you're asking for you ask you're asking for things <laughs> you haven't done. Um so so yes, that is um that was how I think the fellowship experience did contribute. Uh, I think think that, that what you just shared is really insightful and I'm sure fellows will find it useful. So um, moving, winding down now, you stated earlier how you were able to get clarity when you were in the um, fellowship. But we know that for some segment of fellows and from the sample that we conducted a significant number deciding what to do and the career path to choose is not quite easy um for you were you ever at such a point and what will you tell people that are in that fix what would you tell them that would help them fine-tune their idea or even make a, a choice among the options they have this is a loaded question. <laughs> okay, um, I'll try and I'll try and break it. I'll try and break it. Yes, I was actually. I was. I was at that point where, at some point, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I, I've already told. I've already shared how um, I applied to five scholarships and I was only able to get one. And the one that came came at the very end. Like it came when I'd even I'd even like given up. Um, I've even given up. I'd given up hope. Um, so, I I also got a teaching job, which, like I've also shared, I love teaching. So I was more than happy to go into teaching and to teach. Um, and that was before. So I got a teaching job, and then remember clearly. Let's say, give or take, a week later, I got the I got an email for the scholarship. So wow. I had to leave the teaching. I had to leave the teaching job. So yes, I was I was at that point. I was I was thinking to myself, what do I? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, but then, because of the fact that I love teaching, um, 
in as much as in as much as it, it was it was um i would say uncertain at some point uh, it didn't last long because i got a teaching job um so so yes i was i was i was i was but w- one thing i would one thing i would say to one thing i would say to uh, fellows who uh uh in uncertain times and are not sure they're not sure what to do i would say that there is no job that offers you the variety of skills that teaching does like i i can't emphasize this enough like there is no profession out there that arms you with the array of skills that teaching does like it's i mean think about it for a minute like communication public speaking negotiation you know creativity <laughs> collaboration critical thinking leadership teamwork uh, time management flexibility like there's nothing <laughs> at some point even at some point like i would even add parenting as one of the as one of the soft skills <laughs> that you get like like so so as a as as a teacher uh, as someone who has taught for two years in an underserved school you have all the in-demand soft skills in the world today like beat your chest like beat your chest proudly <laughs> you know like i said earlier it's how you choose to tell that story like there is no soft skill that is in demand in the world today that you do not possess so in as much as you are you are you are a bit um, you are you are in uncertain times you're not sure what to do but you you are armed with an arsenal of like an arsenal <laughs> of ammunition you know like <laughs> You're, you're armed. You're armed. You're armed as a fellow. So, um, whatever job, whatever job there is, you know, like point to your stories and say, I want to apply for X Y Z because I have collaboration, I have critical thinking skills, I have um, teamwork skills, I have been able to manage my time efficiently, I've been able to lead, you know, I have great leadership skills, I've been able to collaborate and network with other fellows to to establish certain things. So. Um, so there is no job that would see the skills that you've listed and like i said you're not going to list them in terms of like just the checklist but then you're going to tell your story you're going to back them up with things that you've done um so 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 it's a good place to be it's a good place to be uh, in terms of the skills that you have uh there you are you are in demand the skills that you have as a teacher are in demand um, so that is that is what our teachers who are who are in that place where they are not sure um, of what to do. Another thing I would also say is in answering your question of um, how I was able to look at my how I was able to look at my um, different options and fighting what I wanted to do. I would say identify your big picture. Um, I, I'm trying not to sound like. I'm trying not to sound like um, what's what's the word? Um, one of those motivational speakers out there, <laughs> like you've heard them over and over again. Exactly. <laughs> not that they aren't true, but after a while, you're like, ah, there's not this thing again. I've heard these people. I've heard them many times, you know. But but um, but this is not to sound like a motivational speaker. But identifying your big picture is very important. And what do I mean by identifying your big picture? What is your overarching overarching um, vision? You know what is the overarching vision i mean in teach for nigeria i know mr ahmed alaga asked once what is your why you have to identify your why mm. uh, and once you know this so the key the, like identifying it is the first step the second step is mm-hmm. understanding that there are different approaches to getting to where you want to get to when i was younger i mean i'm still young <laughs> 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 if you if you if you years ago 
if you, a few years ago, I wanted to be a medical doctor. Um, I, I, I had secured. I was even. I got admission in University of Harcourt. I was doing medicine. I got a scholarship. Left for the UK. Got, got a place at St George's University. So each time I was going to study medicine, something happened. <laughs> I was going to study medicine, something happened. So I, I didn't do medicine eventually. But the point I'm trying to make is this: that years ago I wanted to be a medical doctor. And if you ask me, I would say um, it's because I want to make a difference. It's because I want to help people. But the truth of the matter is that there are various ways to like helping people. There are various like, <laughs> there, there. It's not just the um, one size fits all. So once you've identified your big picture, there are several routes that lead to that big picture. There are several routes. There are several paths paths you can take to accomplishing that big picture, and you have to be willing to be flexible. Um, you have to be willing to be flexible. You remember how I talked about how um, how um, coming to do a master's ticked a lot of boxes for me. Sure. So that is a practical. That that was one practical step I took. I realized that if I want to teach, I want to research, and I wanted to support education. And there are part, there are different parts that lead to this. But more, more, most importantly, most importantly, I I only took the parts that led to this. In as much as I wasn't fixated on just one single path. You know, I wasn't fixated on one, just one single part. So, if I didn't get a scholarship, uh, by all means, I would have been a wonderful teacher in a school in Potako, teaching and still telling my stories because I wanted to teach because it still fits into my big picture. I don't know if you catch my drift. True, true. <laughs> I, I don't know if you catch what I'm trying to say. Um, so, once you identify your big picture, there are several routes that can lead to this. And you have to be flexible. Um, you have to be flexible enough to, to 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 realize that plan A doesn't work, plan B is going to work, plan B doesn't work, plan C would work. But by all means, I should stay within the purview of my big picture. So that's that's one practical practical way, or uh, one that's that's a practical way I um I used in deciphering what I wanted to do, and and yeah, I am today. <laughs> wow. So I'm um, looking at my time here, and it's almost an hour since we started speaking. <laughs> oh wow! wow it doesn't like, even feel like it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like. <laughs> okay, quickly. Um, uh, would I say this is the last question from me? Okay. Looking back now, from the beginning, from 2017 till now, to all the steps you've taken, everything you've done. If you could go back, would you do anything differently? I'll say yes. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. There's always room for improvement. There's always like, there's always a, I mean, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, in terms of teaching in the classroom, I think that it's, it's one thing, it's one thing I didn't do enough of. I would have pushed um, harder um, for 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 to get a special needs educator for educator educator for some of the kids in my classroom, because a number of kids in my classroom, um, I think even though I did not medically diagnose them, I think they have uh, um, they suffered from um, some form of one form of learning difficulty or the other, and it was it wasn't the easiest of reaching getting through to them. 
So if, they, if looking back, I should have pushed a bit harder. I know that as a fellow, as a teacher, your hands are tied because there's so many things, so many things you're thinking about at one, like at any one time. Like when I was mm-hmm. when I was teaching as a fellow, they, like I remember always being, would I say, yeah, both stressed and both occupied. Like always, there was always something. There was always something. There was always something <laughs> to always something and i know it's the same yeah and i know you can relate to this godwin like there was always always something like you know to do you're always thinking about this particular kid that particular parent you know this particular lesson how you're going to do this there was so much and um as fellows we were we were we were overwhelmed you know by the challenges we met on ground and um this was also something i was overwhelmed i was um overwhelmed with but looking back, I think I should have pushed a bit harder um, to get a special needs educator. Even if I even if I didn't get a special needs educator, at least I should have started a conversation on the need for every school to have at least one special needs educator. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that's 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 one thing I look back and I wish I did. But um, in all, I think. Um, it, it was an amazing experience and it's always easy to look back. I think you could have done X, Y, Z. The factors on ground were very numerous. I'm sure if I had pushed um, very aggressively for a special needs educator, I might not have done one or two things that I ended up doing. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think there's an opportunity for especially the 2019 and 2020 fellows, something they can look into. So can that just give you... Um, a big project <laughs> if i'll put it that way <laughs> uh, okay i agree, I, I agree. Uh-huh. they should take up the mantle <laughs> and by the way very amazing work they're doing like each time i see their stories i am so proud of the work they're doing i, I feel am, like going I, back I, to uh, the classroom when i see like, <laughs> like they are doing so well like the projects and and the passion the zeal you know to do mm-hmm. the amazing things that they're doing like sometimes i just wish i had i had the resources to just bless their life and 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 <laughs> and, 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 and support them and and just inspire and motivate them to continue to do more because they are they are heroes they are the food soldiers who are doing who are doing the amazing work and we can't we can't be proud of them and me i am completely 100 percent in support of the work they are doing and i am amazed and proud of them so um guys i think that is a big motivation coming from someone of okanda's caliber so um, do you have any parting shots last words before we we call it an episode um i'll just say more of more of this more of um, opportunities to to inspire others to tell our stories um to share and i am grateful for for you godwin thank you for this interview um, it was it was it was wonderful sharing my experience with the alumni alumni team <laughs> yeah the alumni team as well um, I am more than yeah, more than um, more than happy to do this and I look forward to um, listening and um, listening and um, enjoying and basking in the wonderful experience experiences other fellows would, would share after now thank you so much for that. Thank you, Okanda. So, guys, that is it for today's episode. Um, as I told you when we started, there's no one better fitted for today's um, topic. And I'm sure Okanda has done a lot of justice to the questions you you have 
or you had so um i would say if you have any questions you'd love us to address in future episodes you can send them in you can send it to alumni at teach for nigeria.org and we would try to answer them in future episodes so thank you once again okanda we hope to bring you back some other time to address another area where we know you are competent thank you godwin thank you